episode of Ho in the Know. And it's me, Clover. Hey, Clover. And this is a special episode where I'm not going to be here except to say a historical ho because Selena's on the road and I and left me. Yep. I left Clover. Left me in the dust. I only found out that she was leaving like two days before she left. And anyway, so. I don't know how I'm able to be here right now on this episode. <laughs> it's truly just uh, magic, time travel. Astral projection. Astral projection. <laughs> Um, so with that being said, I'm just going to jump right into it. I hope you all don't miss me too much. Yeah. But oh, it- and before we go too deep in, welcome to How in the Know. It's a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. I'm a uh, slutty little Selena. And I'm... Can't think of a name, Clover. <laughs> 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 So, every episode we begin with a segment called Historical Hoes. Historical Hoes. Today, I'm going to historically educate you about Abella Danger. Yes. She's one of um, the notable porn stars today. (laughs) 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 That's really... uh, arousing endorsement love it (laughs) she's one of the people (laughs) um okay so i think she's like kind of fresh into it so maybe that's why it was hard for me to find a full detail she's pretty young she's pretty young i think she started in 2014 yeah so it's now been some time but i feel like whenever you're like at large doing things like people don't write reflectively about you for a little bit maybe yeah I mean I think especially like with porn stars yeah. like there's kind of like unless there's a big controversy it's a like a big controversy or something or I think the people don't do a full bio and also she's so young I think she's maybe like 24 she's a little younger than me she's a Scorpio born in the same year um she's 24 24 24 she's a little baby yes um so yeah, but I did her anyway. So this may kind of read like a bulleted list for a second. So, but fortunately, um, additionally, Selena knows a lot apparently about Abella Danger. So maybe she can fill in some I of I don't my know gaps. a ton. I've just like liked her. I've just liked her for a while. And I also got to see her in person because she presented at the Pornhub Awards and I was there. And it was. Um, what was her voice cool. like? It's funny, she has like a very like kind of ditzy baby voice. Oh. <laughs> like very like airy and kind of like um yeah, she's just got this airiness about her. How would you imitate it? Cuz I'm going to quote her sometimes. So, so this award is going to Okay, okay. I don't know. It's it's like I'm not even doing it that well. She it's, I mean, she's cute. She's cute. She's cute. And also all of her pictures in like the, one of the articles I was reading about her were really cute. I'm like, oh dang, fresh She's looks. got a good like sense Aesthetic. of humor too. Oh yeah. She's cool. She's really funny. She's cool outside of, she's cool inside and outside of, she's just cool all around. Yeah. So she's a porn star and a model. Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> That's me. I'm Scorpio too. I think it was November 19th, 1995. Oh. So um 
She was born in Florida. She's Jewish. Florida. Yeah. Miami. <laughs> she was a ballet dancer growing up. A ballet dancer? Yep. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Classically trained. Um, her debut film was a Bang Bros vid in July 2014. After filming eight scenes, she moved from Florida to LA and then really took off. Since Wikipedia last updated this record, she had appeared in around 919 scenes, with Whoa. only 62 of those being duplicate scenes and compilations. Oh my fucking God, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's like also, I know that we were saying like she's kind of new, but like six years in the porn industry is a long fucking it time. Is. That's like almost retirement level mm -hmm. for a lot of people. I mean, most people don't even make it the full year. I know. So it's really impressive. And 900 scenes, God, I'm like, <laughs> I'm amazed and jealous. <laughs> I know, it's really badass. Yeah, it's so cool. She's like really outspokenly porn positive. Yeah. So I was reading an article in Paper Mag and so she's apparently a director, which Wikipedia leaves out. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah, she has done some stuff. Yeah, and every time she does, she asks for input from her talent. She secures the co-stars that they want and lets them wear what they want. Aww. She has cute quotes like, I get to make girls feel really good about themselves. I try to make them feel really good about themselves on set. I just want to make sure that they have really good sex and a good time that's fun that's uh, awesome that's what i want in my life too <laughs> yeah she's basing it on how like of course in any workplace if the worker is well treated they'll do their job enthusiastically and really well good pay good environment non-restrictive collective thinking here are more cute quotes there are moments where two people are having such a good time that i catch myself with a smile on my face because i'm enjoying how much they're enjoying it I know the millions of people watching it are going to enjoy it too. It's a cool butterfly effect. She talks about how being a woman in porn can feel weird because it's often like the director is a guy, the PA is a guy, the sound guy, the person you're fucking, etc. And there are like no women except for you. Mm. So she's all out for women directing porn. And she was in um, Bella Thorne's. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was in Bella Thorne's um, directing porn debut thing. Yeah. Yeah, that won an award for, so, like, I think Vanguard or something, like some kind of Vanguard award. I think I forgot Bella Thorne was on Disney Channel first. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. right. I, I actually never connected that, to be honest, because, like, it was after my time of watching Disney Same. Channel. Yeah, me too. But Bella was, like, it was crazy because, like, I'd watched her on Disney Channel and... I knew her from that. But yeah, I mean, I guess you could just say that. Okay, that's another thing is like Disney Channel stars who uh, completely derail from Disney, but I feel like <laughs> no one's done it as much as like making... Um, making an actual porno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like Miley Cyrus kind of did. Like oh, there are also yeah. like so many pictures of her like with this massive like dragon dildo, mm -hmm. like strap on. And I really like that strap on. It's very cool. Are we standing Miley Cyrus right now? No, we're not standing Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the dildo. Okay, it's, okay. I'm admiring the dildo, not the Good Miley. Dildos. Yeah, they, they're a thing. Yeah. That's have a, you ever searched like dragon dildos? I've been on um, Bad Dragon. Oh. I don't know if that's a, that was like a common thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not, I mean, it's pretty common knowledge, 
that there are special like strange shaped dildos that are for, like dragon based <laughs> okay 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 and yeah. um so yeah that's a thing anyway back to the story <laughs> yeah um also there are like a lot of really cool specialty etsy dildos i found one that's like a cake pop or something that's oh, really cute that's unique yep it's unique it's got like confetti and like icing okay so her quotes about the stigma against women in porn or wait here are I feel like it's very easy to be offended by someone's sexuality when you're not as comfortable in your own sexuality or in your own skin. I feel sad for people who judge sexually empowered people and especially sexually empowered women because they're so strong to have the guts to even put it out there. You're actually doing a very good Avella Danger impression and I'm <laughs> like kind of blown. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, people people may deny, but I feel like this is spot on. <laughs> I'm channeling her. You're channeling her. It's like she's possessed your voice. <laughs> it must be because you gave such a good impression. I don't know. Maybe. She wants to transition into mainstream Hollywood, but because of the stigma, realizes it'll be difficult. Yeah. If I didn't tell you I was a porn star, you'd never know. You'd think, I'm a normal person. And the casting woman was just like, I would because I recognize your name. It was such a backhanded compliment. And oh, hmm. I mean, she's such like a visible presence in the porn world that, I mean, I can understand her being like, just like so iconic that it's hard to like go anywhere without people knowing who she is. Yeah. But I also feel like she still should have a place in the whole, the whole casting world of like, I don't know. I hope that she makes a transition if that's what she wants to do next. Well, she also wants to do both porn and Hollywood. I hope she does both. Yeah. She says she'd never abandon porn or take it back or talk it down. Hell yeah. She cites Mia Khalifa as an example I would never do that because there's nothing wrong with it. Hell We're yeah. All consenting adults. Hell yeah. We're good people. Hell yeah. Us with families and children. Hell yeah. She goes on to kind of bash Kanye for... <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that Kanye hates porn now, but I still feel like you don't have to talk down on something to prove your point. I feel like he would still fuck like every porn star, like... No question. I read somewhere that he regrets doing any work with the adult industry and porn stars. And I think that's sad because I don't think you should regret anything you do. I think that says more about you than us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's really fucking spot on about that shit. Yeah. I also didn't realize that Kanye like fully is trying to like separate himself from all of that. I know that's so fucking. Because I'm so confused. <laughs> With everything that he's, like, done. And yeah, like, he, I think he, like, designed, like, the Pornhub Awards for the previous year. Like, yeah, he did, like, the creative for all of that. Yeah. And, like, I just don't understand why Kanye is doing this. I mean, I I, nobody understands why Being Kanye's doing any of the things that he's doing. MAGA, whatever the fuck. Yeah, His religious and MAGA and whatnot. Very blurry. And I don't blame the Kardashians. No, not at all. This is just Kanye doing Kanye, whatever yeah. the fuck that is. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> and so then uh, she addresses like the second wave feminist, like anti-porn thing about like Swerf. fouling bodies. Yeah. 
the swerves. Yeah. She uh, doesn't believe that she's seen as an object. She's like, we're taking control of our bodies by doing whatever we want to do with them. Hell yeah. Even though most of the people you're working with day to day are men, you still have a say in everything you do. If it's a certain script and you're not comfortable with the scene, you don't have to do it. You can say no. Then she also talks about how porn is art. You all should read the paper mag article if you want to read and look at cute pictures of Abella wearing like cute clothes. Um, she wears good makeup too. She has like this cow print. Um, what are these types of hats? Oh, like a bucket hat. Yes, that's what I wanted to say, but I didn't know because. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, she's just like always such a cutie. She's like. so cute, and she has these like butterfly clips. Anyway, so I love her. That's my historical hoe of this week. Oh yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you, Rocky. <laughs> nice to meet you, Selena. So this is our first time meeting IRL. It is. Um, and I cannot be more excited. You came all the way here from Massachusetts. I did. Wow. I'm so honored and I cannot be <laughs> more excited about this. Well, I was pumped to jump on the opportunity when I saw you were going to be in New York. So yeah. Here we are. No, this is amazing. Um, it's funny. On the way here, I was like texting my friend um, about finding a happy ending massage parlor for women. Nice. And it's like surprisingly <laughs> difficult to find that. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like finding like erotic sensual massages for women is like super difficult. Virtually impossible. Virtually impossible. It's like mostly, I don't know. I mean, like maybe it's different. Like there's probably like queer, like masseuses that are women, but most of the time it's like women who are massaging instead of men. And like, what if you and a man sometimes? Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of a struggle. It is. What are we to do? <laughs> but I found somebody who might be um, who might be down. But we'll see if it actually pans out. Out here or on your yeah, side in NYC. Cool. NYC, yeah. You'll have to tell me more if you do. I know. I I'll have totally to. I'll have to like do. A, I'll have to do like a full report about it. I'm actually like super interested, and I'd also like love to talk to this person afterwards because yes. he does it and he doesn't really accept money, which is kind of weird. But I've actually saw a bunch of articles in like Medium and Marie Claire and like some other huh. ones about his services. Like he's kind of like he's got a digital footprint in like decent spots, and I'm. So maybe it's just like really for personal gratification. Yeah, I think it's just like I think he just like really loves this thing. Like he's like a body worker. I can appreciate that. For I sure. can appreciate it too. As long like, as it's not too creepy. As long as it's not too creepy. Yeah, it's like I definitely don't want to go into like a sketchy situation at all. No, no, no. no. But I am interested, and I want to know where it goes. Likewise. Um, and I was trying to go with my friend because he gets um, like sensual massages all the time, and I'm like, there's no place that you go that like caters to women too and he's like no I've never uh, seen a woman a woman in there at all it's like we have sexual needs yeah I know <laughs> I'm like who's here to like you know work on our erotic side and yeah. stuff like that so. no strings attached too yeah exactly like we want to I feel like we want to purchase sex work too always <laughs> <laughs> have you ever purchased sex work not yet and I really want to yeah I think I've only I don't even know if I've purchased a lap dance, to be real. Like, I'm into the idea of, like, buying a lap dance and stuff. Like, I'm into it. Yeah, But same. I just haven't 
like the situation hasn't come up yet. And I know I've had like I've had daddies suggest like they're like, oh, let's go to a strip club together. Blah, blah, blah. Like it'll be so fun. Like I'm sure I could dial my New York daddy out here and like set it up. Yes, you But I'm should. just kind of like, I, I don't know. Like, do I want to do it with him? He's just going to like <laughs> he's just going to like make it like burdensome, I guess. Yeah. Have it be your own experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I want to just maybe like go with the, one of my friends and like set it up that way, you know? Agreed. I definitely want to like gather a bunch of disposable cash and just yeah. fall out in a club, which I have not yet done, but oh, I'm totally, on it. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I've actually, I had like my first couple of like real proper strip club patron experiences. Whoa. Like coming in and like bringing stacks of cash and stuff and throwing That's it. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I um so there's this spot in LA called Jumbo's Clown Room. Jumbo's Clown Room. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the yeah, the girls are the clowns and stuff, but it's like really funny, the clown girls. Wait, um, they're, they're actually dressed as clowns. No, they're not. They're not. Oh my god, okay. There's nothing no it's it's actually just like a really kind of hip spot. It's like gotcha. Like I would say like seventy percent of it is a dive bar, and then thirty percent is a strip club type thing. Like mostly, just it's a single stage with one pole, and it's super like close and intimate and small. Cool. Um, but anyway, so every year for Christmas, they have this great party, and part of that party involves a reenactment of the nativity scene. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so there's like stripper Mary. Yeah. Love and that. she gives birth to stripper Jesus who, like, <laughs> pops out from under her legs. Like, she, like, hunches over like she's, like, in labor and stuff. And, like, baby Jesus comes out and is, like, this crying baby. And then, like, stripper Joseph is there, like, covered in his, like, stripper clothes. <laughs> what like, a but it's, like, cloth. It's, like, you know, like, any type, of, any type of nativity setup. Like, Joseph has, like, a beard. Yeah. And, like, a, a white tunic type thing. Sure. And, like, a blue sash over or whatever. There's, like, a stripper... Um, angel that blesses it, and God is there too. And it's oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, the it whole was, thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. It's it's honestly like so precious, and I just like I wanted to like make it rain, but I ended up just like literally like pelting them with like sixty bucks. <laughs> I was just it like, happened. Take it. Take all my money, please. <laughs> just like take it all now. <laughs> yeah, like I could. There's nothing that I want more than for you to take my money right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're here to talk about stripping. Yeah. And um, you're a stripper. I am. How long have you been stripping? Like a year and a month. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. <It's> very <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of people don't make it that far. Like a year is like a substantial chunk. That is true, actually. I have seen a lot of people come and go in that year. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into it? Um, really, it was like I was dating someone at the time, like last year, or I guess two years ago almost. Um, and he was a sex worker. He's done porn. He's done night flirt. He's done all sorts of things. Oh, that's lovely. Like, Rocky, you'd be such a good stripper. You should just do it. Like, <laughs> you're hot. You have an ass. You're a good dancer. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's meant for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then one day I was just like, I'm fucking sick of my day job. I was just like <laughs> so fed up. I was working at a dispensary. Um, and I was just so overwhelmed and burnt out and I was like screw it let me just try it if I don't like it I don't have to do it again but mm -hmm. of course you get that like cash in hand feeling and you walk out with like a few hundred and you're like oh my god you're this like, is amazing shit. like my <laughs> yeah. time was like 
compensated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just got to like hang out naked and like drink yeah. and like, make money doing that. So I just kind of kept going from there and eventually ghosted my day job. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. What um, What was your audition like? Um, it was really funny because the first place I auditioned was like some of the clubs in my area are like really lax. Um, like we have a bigger city near us, but it's not nearly anywhere like LA or Atlanta. Where are you based? Um, I'm out in Western Massachusetts. So like the city I'm talking about is Springfield. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the clubs down there are pretty lax. So I literally just needed to be like over 21 and remotely attractive and have my ID. And they were like, you're good. Go get dressed. I didn't have to like dance on the stage or anything. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It was like the Sunday before Christmas. So it was really slow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so I just kind of like sat on stage and like talked to people. But you like, did okay. Like yeah. what kind of money did you make that first night? It was only like 250 or 300. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's still not bad, especially like considering whenever you're working hourly or you like end the day with like maybe a hundred, yeah, 150, I wasn't depending. That much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like you get to like double that and you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Like I could do that. Exactly. <laughs> so I danced there for my audition and then I immediately moved to a new club after that. And then oh, I nice. had like kind of a more formal audition. Like I was kind of already had my foot in the door because um, I talked to the manager um, was it a full nude club or was it a bikini? They're all full, full nude in Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Full nude, full bar, which is rare. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. I love it. <laughs> it's like, it's wild out in California that we just can't have alcohol at full nude clubs. I know. It sucks. I know. I'm it just like, and, and honestly, like, I found the customers who are pushy will be pushy, sober, or drunk. Right. It doesn't make a difference. Like, it's not going to make a difference. But they will spend more if they're at least drunk. Agreed. <laughs> they will Agreed. lose track of their wallets. Yes. So <laughs> definitely. It kind of works out better that way. Yeah. And it's definitely nice to, like, share a drink with a customer. Oh, yeah, totally. So I think I also, it. like, a lot of customers are super nervous coming in. They, they have are. just as many inhibitions as anybody does, like walking into a sexual situation. Yeah. So I think it helps to kind of chill out some a of the bit. Tension. Or at least like visually have the symbol that we're like loosening the yes. the boundaries and stuff and all yes. of that. Like losing that tension. Yeah. Agreed. Because a lot of, I mean, you know, people may or may not drink. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm drinking. It's like a, a bit of an excuse they can lean on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What did you wear? Um, I had my pleasers. I definitely like ordered everything like a month before I knew I was going to Oh my audition. gosh, that's really impressive that you yeah. had pleasers your first night. I was like, I'm not half-assing this. That's great. I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely half-assed my yeah. first audition, so kudos to I you. I could have gotten away with half-assing it, to be honest, yeah. um, but I didn't. So I had my pleasers. Um, what my, kind? Just clear. Uh-huh, like clear heels. Six or seven inch, seven okay. inch clear. Um, and then... I just had, like, a little red bikini on. I had, Cute. Like, my makeup all done. So. Do you wear hair? Because you're bald right now. I am. <laughs> Were you bald at that time? I was. I was. Nice. So I auditioned bald, which was really satisfying. Oh, and wow. Then, That's so cool. That's yeah. really brave. Yeah. I know. I was like, I wasn't know how I was going to be received, but uh-huh. everyone liked it. So I was like, good. Done. That's dope. Yeah. And sometimes I wear wigs. Um, I've, like, gone on and off, but I finally reached a point where I just, like, I'm not going to wear it if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, a, because it's money, and I don't really yeah. want to drop, like, $300, $400 on a real hair wig. And, yeah. like, B, it's hot, and it's just, like, in my way, and I shaved my head for a reason, and it's yeah. to not have hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just, like, lastly, it's uh, it's not me. I don't know. I attract different customers when I have a wig on. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. 
people who like me for my bald head are like very specific, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, how, how do you see them as specific though? Um, I mean, it's like, and guys tell me this all the time. They're like, you're beautiful. I could tell you're intelligent. You have a great personality, but I can't get past the bald head. Oh. Um, so for me, it's like, I, I don't want to just like dismiss it as superficial, but in some ways it is. And like, we all have preferences and that's cool. But if a customer doesn't want to get to know me or spend money on me, just for the simple fact I don't have hair, I'm like, you're not my customer. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is very much who I am. And I'm not mm-hmm. growing my hair back anytime soon. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think yeah. you should be able to do what you want with your body. Exactly. It's like, it's interesting, though, because hair is such a commodity in the club. It is. It's it like, is. I wear so much hair just because I know that it's just like, um, it's like wearing fucking gold, you know? It <laughs> like, is. Oh, my goodness, that's so true. <laughs> I definitely, like, when I wear wigs... Um, I don't know that I necessarily make more money, but it comes easier to me. I don't have to hustle as hard. Oh, yeah, I totally. can kind of just, like, be there, and people will come to me and, like, get dances. I don't have to, like, go to them and approach yeah, them and, like, prove I mean, to them that I'm someone worth talking to. So. Yeah. I mean, like, conforming to femininity standards is definitely, like, immediately rewarded society. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and it's so interesting. I mean, have you—how long have you been bald? Um, a little over two years. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And how short was your hair prior um, not too short. It was, like, to my collarbones. Okay. In college, I'd, like, shaved the sides, had a longer top, and then I grew it out. Um, tried to grow it really long, but I just, like, get so antsy with my hair. I'd keep cutting <laughs> it, and then one day I was in Montreal with my partner, and I just like doing spontaneous things when I travel. Mm-hmm. Different body modifications or whatever, and in this case, it was cutting my hair off. Yeah. <laughs> so I just shaved it all off in Montreal. And I, was like, I understand Great. that. I definitely <laughs> will impulsively, like, cut my hair off once yeah. every couple of years. It yeah, happens. it happens. It does. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, beauty routine like? How do you prepare for the club? Um... Involves, like, cuddling my cat in the morning. Ah, I love that. Yeah, lots of good food in my system. Oh, I like that you, like, eat a lot of good food. Yeah, I... What kind of food? Like, what is? what do you consider to be good food? Um, I mean, I'm not into the whole, like, what's healthy and unhealthy. I don't really care about, like, food standards necessarily. But um, Mm -hmm. just whatever feels good to my body. I don't eat tons of meat, so I just, like, focus on other forms of protein and, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, just yummy stuff, pastas, rice and beans, yogurt, eggs, whatever I could get my hands on. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very food-centric. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, who isn't, though? Yeah, true. It's our fuel. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so important. <laughs> and then I shower, stretch. Stretching is really big for oh, me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, on days that I work, I work stretch like twice a day before yeah. and after a shift. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's so smart. I like always straight crash yeah (laughs) but I'm also like I'm just like a kind of naturally flexible person so sure so I just kind of do things and stuff and my body's kind of used to me throwing it into terrible things just like on a whim just like yeah it's just like plop (laughs) which is wonderful now you're in the splits yeah (laughs) I'm pretty flexible not that flexible so it's Mm -hmm. like definitely something I have to keep working on well, I mean, I could do more to nurture my body after sure. words, you know. Couldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, and then after I stretch, I do my makeup, which I love doing. Some uh-huh. people hate doing their makeup. Um, I think it's really fun. And, like, again, talking about the femininity thing, because I don't have hair, I can't go in with, like, really light natural makeup. Like, I do yeah. really big, extreme makeup. Really? Like, yeah, huge winged eyeliner, like, giant eyelashes, like, <laughs> of bronzer, blush, and highlighter. and like, The butterfly lashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I get people. It's like my eyes suck a lot of people in. Oh, so I love that's that. Like my, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what do you, what? 
like, what do customers love the most about you? You mentioned your eyes, but what do you get the most compliments on? Um, in terms of aesthetics, definitely, like, eyes, smile. Like, I mean, there's, like, a lot of focus on my face because I don't have hair. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I smile, cheekbones. <laughs> do you find that customers, like, want to touch your head? Yes. Oh. My favorite customer was, like, one guy who took me for a dance. And, like, I didn't even get in his lap. I wasn't even naked. I was just sitting in front of him, like, looking at him. And he's like, can I touch your head? And I was like, wow. yeah, I don't care. Just, like, instant boner. Like, instant hard on. That's all I had to do. Wow. It was so exciting. I was like, this is this is what I live for. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of them do. I make them touch it because it's comforting. For yeah, me it is. Them. It is. Yeah. I mean, men are always <laughs> trying to touch my hair, too. It's like, especially when I was wearing, like, full wigs, it was, oh, sure. like— you know, they would always try and go in for, like, the face caress or, like, the back of the head caress. And yeah. And just, like, dodging. Yeah, just like, no. <laughs> like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't know all of the mystery involved in this. Look. Right. Don't don't go there. <laughs> uh, but aside from, like, face, definitely, like, body and personality. Yeah. The big ones. Do you feel like you're kind of... Um, like a girlfriend experience type person or what kind of like what is your stripper energy like hmm. I mean obviously and I feel like for most people like really depends on what the, the customer. customer yeah what mm-hmm. energy the customer is bringing and what they need but um I don't know I feel like I'm the kind of like fun edgy one okay. you wouldn't normally go for but like you're there and you're into it okay we're having fun together okay I like that yeah you're like encouraging them to step on the wild side. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Walk on the wild side with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely, like, a nurturing, like, girlfriend experience type person. Mm-hmm. And I love just, like, having, just getting to know different people's personas in the yeah. club. Is your club kind of, like, more lap dance heavy or is it stage heavy? Um, It's, like, I would say it's pretty 50-50. Okay. Um, I work in a really tiny club. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of cornfields. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Sorry, what? I said I love it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, We call ourselves porn in the corn. Oh, holy (laughs) shit. That's That's like our whole thing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. It's a really special club. Um, I need to take a note of that. Please do. (laughs) Porn in the corn. Porn in the corn. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, it's a teeny tiny, like, dive bar style club. And the front room is, like, the bar. And it's, like, a little stage in the middle with two poles on it. The Mm -hmm. ceilings are really short, which is annoying because you can't do a lot of, like, pole stuff. But um, there's, like, this big center elevated stage with, like, kind of, like, um, a barricade between you and the customers so they can't touch you, which is really nice. Oh, interesting. Um, And then in the back there's, like, the lap dance and the champagne rooms, which, again, it's, like, tiny. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it often just depends on the shift. So how private are the um, booths and the champagne rooms? Uh, lap dance area, not so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's to upsell the champagne rooms. And we only have two champagne rooms because we're, again, tiny. And they're, yeah. like, uh, not the classiest. That's <laughs> fine. They don't have the greatest decor in there. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> definitely dive bar. Definitely designed by men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how all of these strip clubs are. Exactly. It's, like, only a handful of them are especially pretty. Yeah. It's a rare. Uh, yeah, it's quite a rarity. <laughs> so, like, what's the vibe in the champagne rooms? What does it look like? Um, we have, like, finally we, like, got new leather couches, which is really nice because we had some, like, really old dusty ones that would, like, you know, Ooh. glow under the black lights. Ugh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to sit on that naked. Yeah. <laughs> no, no shame to anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, like, oh, my God, it's, like, the dividers basically look like they were bought from Office Max. <laughs> oh. Like, the cubicle? Old- 
a little a little bit. It feels a little bit like a cubicle. Oh, yeah. Oh, very interesting. So we recently had like an ownership change. The old owner who opened it and ran it for like 43 years um, mm-hmm. finally sold it and now it's under new ownership. And so the new owners have been like sprucing it up a lot. So it's okay. been changing. So it's starting to look nicer, but yeah, we have these like funny two little cubicles and then like some chairs for lap dances. And is it like closed door or? We have a curtain. Curtain. Yeah. Curtain okay. separation. So what's the size of the booth? Is it like one one sofa? It'd be like a love seat, yeah. A love seat size. For the champagne rooms. Okay. Yeah. And then how long are you in the rooms? Um, it goes 15, 30 minutes in an hour. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. How popular is your club? Um, is it kind of like one of those hidden gems that people know about? Or how would you, how would you describe it's kind of like a draw? Yeah. I would say it's like a hidden gem because we're like more northern Massachusetts. We're really close to Vermont and New Hampshire. Both places like have strip clubs and they're terrible or they're really far or there's just like no strip clubs at all. So we get like a lot of like snowmobilers (laughs) (laughs) during the winter from up there. Um, We get a lot of like country boys. Country boys. Our big draw. Yeah. Country boys, construction workers. Um, So and then like a lot of people who want like a bigger city feel stick to Springfield because that's like 30 minutes south of us. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where like there's like four or five clubs down there. Mm-hmm. And they're very different. It's if you're notice- slow? Yeah. It's noticeable if we're slow up there just because it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. But for me, quality over quantity. Always, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. What um What's like the pricing for dances? Um, we're at 30 a dance right now. 30 a dance yeah. and then champagne rooms? 15 uh, minutes? 200... 30 minutes, 390, an hour, 650. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic pricing. Yeah. No, it's actually really solid. Yeah, it's that's really super solid. solid. Mm-hmm. Um, is it kind of like a place where like full service is more like discouraged or is it kind of like a freer like vibe? Sadly, it is more discouraged. Huh. We're probably like the only club in the area that doesn't really offer full service. Huh. Um, yeah. For, like, a multitude of reasons, I think the biggest one is that the clubs in Springfield are owned by really wealthy, not-so-great people who could pay off the police and get away with doing whatever they want. Um, Our little club, during, like, the transfer of owners, like, they didn't want it to reopen as a strip club, so our owner had to fight really hard, and basically they're, like, have eyes all over us. Apparently there's tons of undercover cops in and out of there, so it's, like, they're really strict about no full service. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. I mean, it's, it's like, a little bit frustrating, I think, um, not being able to offer that and not having the freedom and also just having, like, the fear of, like— some kind of law enforcement yeah. coming into your club. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate that part, but, you know. Have I you ever given a dance open. to a cop? Oh, not that I know of. <laughs> not that I know of yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely given some dances to cops and off-duty cops and, yeah. and all of that. And it's, yeah. it's definitely a strange experience because cops definitely have, like, their specific vibe about them. They do. They also, in my experience, like, always want to push the boundaries, too. Yeah. I'm like, like I feel weird. They do. <laughs> I'm like, they I don't do. And, I, and it's like they're, like, fishing. You they know? are. Even if, like you said, they're off-duty. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about you. So. Yeah, definitely. There's always, like, this kind of, like, weird power over dynamic yes. that they bring to the table. How has dancing affected your relationship with your body? Hmm. It's definitely strengthened it, for sure. Like, Literally and figuratively. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> literally, definitely. Yes. 
has made me like a really like strong person, which I love. But um, yeah, it's made me really unapologetic about my body, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a process I was already working on. And dancing for me really solidified that. Like it's kind of like fallen in line with all of my therapeutic work that I've been doing, which has been remarkable. And I'm really grateful for that because I know not everyone has that experience. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I just it's so nice to be around all kinds of different bodies and mm-hmm. different women and different ages and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and to know that I like feel like everybody is beautiful and attractive in their own like different ways. Agreed. And like yeah. I know my body is nice and women are always like affirming me mm-hmm. and, and non-binary people who work at the club and all of that and trans mask. It's just like people are generally like very loving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. But I think I also like li- I happen to have like a very like warm club. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very loving. Completely. Yeah. Mine too. And I like our club for, like, we have a pretty solid amount of, like, body diversity for where we are. Like, That's again, so nice. kind of being in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, being, like, the middle, upper, northeast. Yeah, where it's, like, you could definitely get some, like, more conservative, close-minded people. But, um, yeah, we have pretty good, we have pretty solid representation. So, well, how do you identify racially? Um, mixed, I guess. My dad was white. My mom is Cuban and Dominican. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both born in the States. So. Do you ever feel like you face any discrimination? Um, or do you feel like you're ethnically ambiguous enough that you kind of slide under the radar? I would say I do slide under the radar. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I have like enough attributes that like feed into my privilege and allow people to like let it pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I'm like quote unquote exotic enough. So you work in an especially small club, but you're only like 30 minutes from Springfield. Mm -hmm. Um, why not work in the bigger city? What, you know, keeps you at your spot? Um, I mean, it is closer to where I live because I live in the middle of nowhere. I intentionally moved out to the woods and I love it out there. (laughs) Um, Are you, do you consider yourself to be like a bit hermetic or just like a nature person? Yes, for sure. (laughs) Yes to both. Major introverts. So I love leaving the club and like going off to the woods by myself Uh (laughs) with all the like Hilltown people (laughs) is what they're referred to as. Oh, Um, that's cute. Yeah. Um, I like some of the Springfield clubs. It's just a very different vibe. Um, I like the small clubs and the intimacy that's there. How would you consider, like, how would you describe the Springfield clubs in comparison? Uh, Sometimes they just feel more, like, party-oriented. Okay. Yeah, more party-oriented. There's kind of, like, more drinking, more drugs, a lot more full service, which none of those things I have a problem with at Mm -hmm. all. Um, Yeah, I just like a smaller club where it's not so much like we're here to party and get shit-faced. Yeah. It's more like opportunity to talk and create long-term relationships for me personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many uh, dancers do you work with approximately? Um, The most we ever have on a shift, and that's like a Friday or Saturday night, is probably like eight or nine. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, tiny. That is so (laughs) tiny. Day shifts during the week, it's like maybe three or four. Like usually there's like a call out or two, so sometimes there's just like one or two dancers there. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. <laughs> it's, like, actually small. <laughs> that is, like, actually small. My club on, like, any given Friday, it's, like, like 38 people. Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. That's so overwhelming. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I consider my club to be, like, pretty small. Yeah. I mean, for, like, a big city club, I yeah, think for, that is. Yeah, for, like, Los Angeles, it's, like, you know, yeah. it's definitely a smaller, quaint little club yeah. comparatively. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, also, I mean, other places, like, no, even, even small, like places that I consider to actually be smaller, like Jumbos, which I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's 
a workforce of about like 34 people. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. How do you manage your <laughs> introversion? Mm, I think just really creating time and space for myself outside of work. Um, it seems like you, part of it is also you, like your preparation ritual. Definitely. Definitely. Like you find that nurturing by having your pet time and yeah. taking care of your body and finding mm-hmm. ways to nurture yourself. Yeah. Hiding out in my room or like spending, if I do socialize outside of work, which is like kind of rare, it's like usually with one of my sugar daddies who really respects my introvertedness and yeah. gives me a lot of like space and time. So um, tell me, how many sugar daddies do you have approximately? Um, not many. I have like one or two-ish. Okay, that's Like cool. one and a half. One doesn't consider himself that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's also like a lot of daddies don't want to have the burden of exactly. being called a sugar daddy as yeah. much as they are fulfilling what that is. Yeah. And I often think that the people who are not trying to call themselves that are better daddies than those who think they are. That's so true. Usually when they're like, I want to be your sugar daddy, I'm like, yeah, the fuck right. Yeah. <laughs> Get like, out of I here. don't think that, yeah, <laughs> people who think they're sugar daddies like often don't have like a reasonable price point. No. Like, they're trying they to pay you like way too little. Yeah. They're just trying to like say the buzzwords that'll get you uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like, uh-huh. They're like, I'm older and I want someone younger and I'm willing to pay 400 a month. <laughs> like, cool. I'm like, great, thank you. (laughs) I can make that in half a day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not dealing with you. (laughs) Yeah, I primarily have one. Okay, what is he like? Oh my God, he's wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's um, like an Italian man in his 60s. Okay. Um, Yeah, he was born and raised in Italy. Um, Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, he moved out to Western Massachusetts. He like owns a restaurant out there little Italian restaurant and he like on and off throughout the years has come to the club and we just like sat down and started talking one day he like never went to the stage he's like never even seen me naked which I think is like so cute and wholesome in a way yeah <laughs> he like doesn't want to see me naked oh that's sweet <laughs> yeah and he just like paid me to talk to him at the bar and then was like you should bring a friend to my restaurant like bring your partner bring whoever you want to like just come eat come eat with us oh. like it was like really sweet and not creepy like not trying to get me by yeah. myself And I just kind of, like, slowly started going to the restaurant more and more and, like, eventually started going by myself. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we just got to know each other, started, like, hanging out outside of the club. Um, He took me to Italy with him last year. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you have, like, an out call rate? Um, Not really, and that's because I don't do too many out calls. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's, like, I know the rates that I want probably aren't reasonable for the area. So I'm kind of, like, I guess it depends, but you have to definitely, like, feel it out. Yeah, yeah. I take it, like, case-by-case basis. Yeah, it is so much, like, a case-by-case and also day-by-day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite song to dance to? Oh, my God, I wouldn't even know. (laughs) Okay, what songs are on your playlist right now? Um... I'm really flexible with music. I feel like, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's some songs I definitely put my foot down to, like any sort of country stuff. I'm like, I will walk off this stage right now. (laughs) (laughs) Country metal, anything like that. Luckily, that doesn't play often, but I feel like it's more my job to, like, dance to whatever's on. Oh, yeah. And, like, make it look good and make the customers like it. Really? Um, So, like, do you get to choose your songs, or is it all dictated by the DJ? We don't have a DJ because our club is that small. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we have a Spotify playlist. <laughs> oh. And you could create your own playlist and, like, put it on there if you want. But I usually just, like, let other people choose because I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> like, if I could, like, shake my ass to it and move and, like, have fun, then I'm good with it. What yeah. kind of music does your club generally play? During the day, it's nice to stick around, like, rock, 
You get a lot of like baby boomers into rock. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, that makes sense. And then nighttime, we usually go more like club style, like rap, hip hop, reggaeton, stuff like that. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. What is like, so you said there's like about eight girls that work <laughs> in your club? I mean, there's more than that, but like on the schedule yeah. at a given time, yeah. It, and like, what's the kind of like racial divide essentially? Like, is it. Surprisingly, after we reopened, it's like. Surprisingly more mixed, which I'm really happy to see. Nice. Um, of course, like, it's mostly light-skinned people of color, if okay. not, like, somewhat white-passing people of color. Yeah. And we don't have very many, like, dark-skinned black or brown girls. But, yeah, no, there's definitely, like, many shifts where it's, like, the white girls are outnumbered. Mm-hmm. That feels really nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Do you think that, um, like, the country folk kind of are down? Oh, it really depends. Depends. It totally depends. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, Yes. They, like, they make it work. They make it work. <laughs> Do you have, like, um, regulars that are there kind of, like, every night? Like, oh, yeah. The linger, regulars? The lingers, yeah. The bar guys. The bar guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that, like... The sit-and watchers. Yeah. The ones that drink their, like, overly expensive beer and pretend like they're not there for a free show, but they yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> just, just one beer. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could get that at the pub up the street. Yeah, it's really interesting, like whenever they're not interested in, like, paying for the full interaction, but just, yeah. like, want to be there. Mm-hmm. Also, I was saying girls before. I should have said, like, women are dancers or entertainers. So I think of girls as, like, a professional term. Yeah, it's used so much in the clubs. And also, like, the signs, myself. like, girls, girls, girls. Like, yeah. not, not to, you know, like, infantilize women and yeah. stuff. And also, like, not to generalize that there aren't, you know, queer um, totally. gender queer people working at the club because there yeah. totally are. <laughs> yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, no, it's so interesting too. It's like um, one of my friends, like they are kind of like trans and masculine, like trans masculine. Mm-hmm. And so they um, are like starting to take tea and they're mm. also dancing and they also have like a totally shaved head outside of the club. So it's Hell yeah. interesting how they like put on the, the female drag to, yeah. to be in the show. To like... <laughs> Do the work, get the money. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all we all put on our faces. We do. We really do. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for a little commercial break. So I'm starting a new trend of commercials for things I wish existed. Idaho is expanding, which means, you guessed it, there are many, many new roads. And we've run out of ideas for street names. It's a dream come true for any creatives out there. We are accepting any names at all. So far, some of our submissions have been, quote, Me Street, Horse Agao Hoodie Lane, Street Avenue, Grandma Street, <laughs> Avenue Street, Nice, Struggle <laughs> Street, Cocked Out Avenue, <laughs> 420th Street. What? <laughs> Please contribute to the growing number of beautiful concepts we have going. Signed, the Mayor of Idaho. Wow, I fucking need this to be a reality. <laughs> How do you always make this happen, Clover? You, like, fill the spaces of things that need to exist. I wish that this was real. I wish that in Idaho there were many roads that creatives could be naming. And then what if it just, like, because they had such cool street names, it just invited, yeah, I'm giving you in Idaho a bunch of ideas. It invited a bunch of, like, artists to come, and then there's, like, a really cool Idaho art scene. Not that there isn't. I'm sure there must be, because Idaho's fucking beautiful. So where can we find you online? Um, I just have an Instagram right now, which is I underscore heart 
H-A-R-T underscore Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y. Perfect. And mm-hmm. that will be in the bio. Um, are there any events or anything that you want to plug? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> not okay, really. cool. <laughs> um, do you want to plug your club at all? Or? Um, yeah. I mean, if you go on my Instagram, you'll find it anyways. It's called Club Castaway. Okay, awesome. Yeah. You could find us um, the Waitley Ballet. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I'm Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can uh, subscribe to the Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl, and that really goes to paying for our studio costs. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at hoeinthenow at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram for this, and it's at hoeinthenow. Um, and whenever I get around to it, I post about our historical house. <laughs> it's really just, it's hard running another Instagram page, I tell you. Tell you what. Good person. Yeah, I need to hire a web guru. So if you want to be our web guru. Um, a web submissive, maybe? Yes, a web sub. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just Can I please have a web sub? <laughs> <laughs> please, web subs. Uh, hit me up at the <laughs> Gmail address. And uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of How in the Now. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of How in the Now. Have a great one. Peace out. A town down. Wait, is that how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got to say that it's been just another beautiful time with you all. I cannot wait until our next rendezvous. 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 Where I can once again kiss you through the phone, baby. Kiss me through the phone. Kiss me through the phone. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, bye, everybody. All right, goodbye. Hasta la vista, babies. Ciao, Bella. More money, I want your money. I want more money. 